Welcome to X Garage. Today we're talking about Rastafari, man. That's probably inappropriate for me to. <laughs> that was pretty good, though. That was, actually that was really good. good. That was really. Yeah. You can tell you've been studying it quite quite well. Uh, as they do get into like grammar and, and language, is very important to them. So probably pronunciation is important as well. Yes, uh, I would assume so. Um, they have a very interesting dialect that is. Um, well, it, it is it is interesting and beautiful to listen to in its own right. So, but I don't mean to be offensive either. Uh, cool. Sure. So, welcome to X Garage. Thank you for joining us today. We are talking about Rastafari, like I said, uh, and we're going to be talking about Hamartiology today, which is the study of sin. Hamartiology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that's that's my uh, cultural appropriation for the morning. That's okay, cool. Dialect. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> archaeology. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I don't even know what accent that is, but that's what I, I, I like it. I archaeology. Like it, it should be like a pirate word or something. It just that's it's, that's the kind of word it is. Our parlay. Hamartiology. <laughs> we got to have some hamartiology this morning. <laughs> got a big old Imagine a cup of Joe. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, enough joking around. Let's get into this. Let's get into yeah. this mess. So it's interesting that you would mention their 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 dialect actually this morning because um, this is sort of tied up in their um, in how we can we can per, um, understand their their perspective on, on on sin. So they actually change their language um, because they they believe in the power of words um the the rastafarian um people and so in the in their their idea of the of the power of words it's, it's kind of similar to you know, many of the charismatic denominations in the united states this idea of um positive affirmation in in language and um keeping your your language positive and so they will actually go through and this is how their language changes is they'll go through and they will get rid of certain um, syllables in in words um, that sound negative. Uh, so so syllables that may sound like hate, like um, or or death, or dead, or, or 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 sin. So they actually try to get rid of syllables and words that sound like these words, or or other words that may be may be negative or or words that they may not want to. Uh, yeah, sort yeah, of, like sort that, of propagate. Yeah, like uh, did, did you do you have an example? I have one example. Yeah, yeah, go go for your, okay. your example. So what? So Ethan's saying there's like for the word sincere. Um, yeah. This is in one of our resources we came across by um, Michael uh, Barnett, but he, he lists a few words which he took from another source, but it was just it seemed like a, a research type work. Anyway, Barnett writes. Uh, you mentioned sincere as one of these words. And so it, because it has the word sin in it, uh, yeah. one of the ways in which they try to uh, redeem um, society and social structures is actually by changing that something like as small as that to uh, in surly, in yeah, in And then the other surly. one is ice, ice surly. Um, 
and so yeah they, they drop out the sin word because they don't want any reference to what is uh, quote unquote going to like you said uh not be positive yeah that yeah. sounds like a very uh straining the gnat sort of <laughs> yeah no it very much is yeah and, and well, you will yeah yeah, yeah. and we'll actually see that in their in their whole um uh pra practicum um at, at large it's very much straining the gnat which is the idea of of getting rid of the bug out of your food so that you're not eating a bug and disobeying the the mosaic law um so it is it is that idea of straining the gnat um so th this but this this sort of just i don't know he, he had something else to add uh no i i didn't want to i want to hear you continue to go i guess one point on that which is where you're probably going yeah. is because they see sin structurally it yeah. would play out in any structure of society even language so that's yeah. why they get into language uh recomposing language and, and um but i i think when we get into soteriology there's actually deeper rooted reasons on why they're doing this that deals with identity and distinguishing themselves as a um a pure uh group more holy uh divine expression uh rather than it just being um about cleansing language it's it's really creating their own grammar to identify themselves like within their own uh, uh faith uh, mm. so that, that's my assumption there and that's something we can get into later yeah yeah so so anyways it's it's interesting that that they yeah they either um omit these words or um replace them with other things so like hate they'd actually um replace it with the word love um or the, the syllable i guess um and the same thing with with death it actually live and i think i think um our that that source rustafari in the new millennium by michael barnett excellent resource um for those who want to know more about um, at least as far as i know it seems like a very excellent very well researched um resource for those and, of our listeners who want to know more about about this and if not if not blame it on syracuse university who put it out yeah <laughs> uh, in 2014 yeah so um yeah so it, this is this is important because this as as Heath was saying is is um their idea of sin is it's it's a structural thing and it's sort of tied up in their their perspective of of Babylon and so Babylon is sort of this uh, overarching uh term that they use to sort of group together uh structures such as race corporations nations and organized churches and these these things are inherently sinful um, because they believe that these structures are in opposition to the will of, of Jah or, or or God. And so sin in in, in Rastafarianism is, is simply um, anything in the op opposition of the will of God. But but more there's a sort of an embodiment of, of sin in in the structures um and which which they would refer to as 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 babylon and um they also say that that personally on a personal level sin is if you are submitting to these structures um that is inherently sinful so if you're you're submitting to these these structures being downpressed by the downpressor you are living in sin 
and um and they would also say probably the ultimate sin would be um and it's sort of in a different stream of things but sort of connected to this is actually the rejecting of Haile Selassie as the returned and ultimate um savior um that that and that they actually say that would be the 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 major sin of the at the church at large so say all the rest of the church they go well they they've rejected that Haile Selassie is a returned savior and that is the biggest sin because he is the returned savior and so that would be um the most condemning sin um for them because they they don't receive that eternal life that um that the kingdom of Haile Selassie is is bringing in, into play. And it, it wouldn't, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like to me that they didn't care so much as the um, the, the exact way that that plays out. The, yeah. the messiahship of Emperor Selassie or his deity or however that looks, but as long as he is a messiah-type figure, then that is sufficient for them. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, I know in, in my research, some of the more strict um, um, sex actually uh, see um, this sort of this um, separation between um, Jesus, um, which they actually would not pronounce his name Jesus. They'd actually kind of go Yeshu, Yeshu, or Jesus. I don't know how exactly they would say, it, but they put a hyphen in there um, in in the word Jesus uh, because they they believe that that Jesus um, is also a Western idea to downpress them and that the true Jesus is Jesus came to atone for their, their, their sins through his death and, um, put to death, death, basically put away death. And then Hali Selassie is the fulfillment of, um, Christ or, or building the kingdom and becoming the king. And then they actually say that there's going to be a second or like a third coming of, of Haile Selassie, um, some of the more stricter sects, that he's going to suddenly appear again and because he's never really died. It's sort of like Elvis all of a sudden showing up in Vegas or whatever and being like, I'm alive, guys. I never died. Um, and then that oh, would well, like finally... very much. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> um, and that was would... more cultural appropriation of of Elvis and his city or whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and sort of there's, so then there would be that. Um, yeah, I think that you, you hit on that really well with the, in my area where I was looking soteriology, uh, of yeah. these points were coming up quite mm -hmm. frequently and that idea that um, the first coming of Christ was focused on the atonement. The second coming of Christ with uh, Emperor Haile Selassie was the yeah. was where salvation is actually located so that if you believe in the atoning Christ without the emperor Halasi Christ mm -hmm. you actually are you don't believe in the right Christ so what this is is saying is that it's an indirect actually an explicit way of saying Christianity from the time of Christ throughout all of church history has been wrong and they're all walking in darkness. Where have we heard that before? Exactly. <laughs> With every world religion. <laughs> no. I think Seventh-day seventh Adventists, yeah. Yeah, seventh Adventists yeah. definitely have a, a bent towards that. Jehovah's Witnesses, BHIs, Mormons. BHIs do. Oh, yeah, BHIs yeah. as well. I was going to say, but, but what's fascinating is 
with that idea of darkness or blindness that you mentioned being or is that the word you use too even yeah those who are blinded i guess or or rejecting yeah that that, yeah basically identifying and Mm -hmm. with that book that you we both mentioned the idea Mm -hmm. that with that those who are believing in the christ as we would argue in scripture itself just by reading it would argue um if you believe in that jesus um without emperor halali selassie um you are babylon like that is the identification of being a part of that again if you're a more strict (laughs) pure strict Mm -hmm. uh, uh fundamental or original type rastafarian you would say that's what that's the white oppressor um you know so that's sin that is like literally like you're saying Ethan. that is one of the aspects of what it looks like to be uh a sinful creature is believing in christ according to the christian faith and and again it's just a reminder if if you're listening to uh bob marley or any other um rastafari music that you want to partake in just keep in mind that if, if you're singing that, as long as you're comfortable singing about your own condemnation, I mean, feel free. But that that is part of the system that you're singing about. Mm-hmm. That'll be exciting when we get to the music portion. So I hope our viewers stay with us. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's also interesting because there's actually some some sects of uh, of Rastafarian that that believe that. Um, till the arrival of Haile Selassie, that the the African American or African communities um, in the West have been under judgment um, of God, um, and that this this judgment um, has been acted through systematic racism upon them, and it wasn't until Haile Selassie showed up that they were they were released from that. And so um, that once again comes back to that idea that if if they are to remain under those oppressive systems, that would be considered remaining in sin. Once again, that remaining in Babylon. And so that's once again that that um, drives them into once again this idea of needing to return to Ethiopia, return to Zion, um, which could be Ethiopia or or Africa. Um, there need to do that because that is the way of coming out of it. Um, there are some other just sort of outlying things. Um, they do believe that the, the wages of sin is spiritual death, um, which, uh, which they, they, would, they would describe as separation from God, which, um, you know, a lot of Orthodox um, Christian beliefs, I mean, that's, that's sort of a, a more Orthodox view, but they, they kind of delve more deep into it where they actually say that they're, if, if you were, if you were truly following, uh, all the laws or, or, or getting out from underneath these um, structural systems that, that you could actually not physically die. And so they'd actually say that someone who, 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 who physically dies, this is, and this is not, um, I'm sure not a blanket over all Rastafarianism, um, but they believe that if someone dies, that is actually a direct result this is some of the stricter um, classes of Rastafarian that that is actually a result of their of their sin. Um, so physical death is a result of their of their sin. And they if they hadn't sinned, um, they actually could have 
lived eternally in their physical bodies here on earth um, which kind of plays into their into more in eschatology yeah yeah that's fascinating that reminds me a little bit of uh, 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 Scientology with being declared mm-hmm. a clear and being oh, uh, yeah, yeah. released of all your uh, engrams and and uh, you actually at that point don't experience death but you move on to a greater uh, form of being um, as de- infinity, one with infinity in, in a real sense. Infinity and uh, for those who did not follow our Scientology series, just check it out. We talk about all the terms they use, like, like infinity, or check on our book. Uh, that's out as well. It is. Um, but on that on that point, um, you mentioned, you know, you can't really, like you said, you can't really speak about harmardiology or sin or any doctrine uh, within um, the Rastafarianism because they don't really have, they don't have, not that they don't really, yeah. but they don't have a central creed. They don't have a, uh, kind of like a read a marker of faith um so 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 uh but but what we can do when you research this group by looking at particular groups you see what their foundational beliefs uh what type of traditions come out of that yeah. and and uh and so we we do see that even when you we talk about one group it is representative of uh, a tradition or a a broad stream of thought that is okay with not having a central grounding of revelation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of their system. So with that comes all these different views. And so I would say part of their system is having a bunch of disagreement. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that is on them. And, mm-hmm. and so if one group says, well, that's not what we think. Well, go back to your basis of revelation Mm-hmm. And note that that is exactly what you think, because you allow for it in the way you perceive of prophecy, of revelation, of our our each individual's unique own divinity. All those beliefs stream into having about as many different doctrines as there are subgroups of Rastafarians. So yeah. I think it's that's really a fun. No, I'll go ahead, Ethan. Yeah, and and you do you think that they might be doing this to themselves? Um, sort of in their rejection of structure of of these um, sort of yeah governmental structures or church structures they in a way they they can't actually have a creed because if they had a creed if they had a central sort of church um, I don't know doctrinal statement that would be sort of going against their whole idea of we are out from under these structures we're we're kind of departing from I wonder if yeah. they would be concerned of becoming Babylon themselves if they became too structured. That's just a guess, but it could yeah, be. no, I mean, because they definitely see the Roman Catholic Church as an embodiment of Babylon. Uh, it's, yeah. it's one of the structures that they say is definitely that. And so if they sort of created that, that structure, I'm sure they'd say the same thing about the SBC or whatever, but. What's fascinating is you, you, you can't, as we know, you, by saying to avoid structure is to just create another structure. There's no way to avoid structure. That's, that's, no. a, that's one of those um, contradictions of tr- pure uh, um, relativism, mm-hmm. uh, po- postmodern thought. Like if you're, if you're really, you, you can't avoid uh, truth, truths and truisms. And so um, 
but yeah, in their mind, I think I, I that's a good point, Ethan, is that uh, the which brings me to brings me back to a point that goes with Marcus Garvey and and the influence of um, critical theory and mm-hmm. all these ideas that are seeing sin as systemic and system more so related, um, and that if they are more into the oppressor oppressed and that is their actual metaphysic their way of seeing life progressing and it's kind of tied into evolutionary ideas and all these other i think it'd be interesting to look at their thoughts a little more and and i I wouldn't be surprised to find out if they do follow more of that hegelian look at Mm -hmm. life where it's just moving forward there's no real way to ground anything uh but it is all moving to its ultimate goal I don't think I don't sense that in what I have read so far that they're of that type. Mm. I think what I sense is a group that is, like you said, because they wanted to be liberated, mm. they really do actually end up with this high form of liberation where the individual is actually liberated from other individuals. And mm. this is where you get into their prophecy. It seems to me that they have room to make it so each believer is prophetic, almost like the Pentecostals of Christianity, uh, in a high form of that being that each person can have an inspired interpretation of scripture. Mm-hmm. So I think what I see with them is, is it's not so much they reject structure, but their structure has become so autonomous mm-hmm. that it's left them in, tr- in, in pieces in terms of putting together a faithful witness to what they believe. That's yeah. my cursory thoughts. Yeah. No, and it's interesting that you, you'd say that because it's it's like they they have this sense of individuality, but at the same time they they see themselves as as a whole, and uh, Rastafarianism or or even groups they they see everything as in groups. They they rarely narrow anything out as individual, um, even even themselves. And so, um, and, and that I think this kind of plays into their their idea of death is is can you truly die? if i don't know how to how to best word this but like if if you're such such so much based on the sort of this group of rastafarian moving forward um individuals don't really matter as long as the the system once again they wouldn't see it as a system but as as long as their system of of rastafarian sort of remains going forward that's sort of the the eternality of of rastafarianism um and i guess that kind of plays into race even sort of critical race theory it's like it doesn't matter if you haven't enacted anything racial upon another person it your your whiteness um makes you culpable for um being racist and yeah the, the same thing with their 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 skin it's like well we're we're african-american we're, we're we have the the higher level of melanin in our skin therefore we are not uh, we are not culpable for racism, but we are the downpressed. We are the 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 oppressed. And they would see that also probably close to the BHIs. I would suppose if they're keeping with the biblical narrative, uh, their biblical narrative would yeah. be that the distortion of or the loss of the change in phenotype to a lighter color would be the result of of somehow. <laughs> Which doesn't lo- logically make sense, but this is where it goes: yeah. is, is somehow you interbreed. You you were among other na- you um, 
yeah, you married into other clans outside yeah. of the true people. But what's interesting yeah. is it all goes back to Adam. And, yeah. and there's also scientifically, it doesn't, I, I think we talked about that at the BHI. So we can, viewers can go there. Um, that there's, yeah, that, that argument's strange. But yeah, they would generally see that the, even your color of skin would identify you the stronger of the darker pigment that you are, the stronger and more pure you are in terms of mm. genetic um, purity, which is yeah. completely, definitely a racial system. Yeah. No. A way of thinking. And yeah. that's really the heartbeat of the original founding thought of this group. I mean, if no, you go back really... to Marcus Garvey and its claims, um, his claims in which the, I have a quote here. Uh, um, yeah, uh, by Catherine Bayer has this quote, uh, Marcus Garvey, an Af Afrocentric black political activist prophesied in 1927 that the black race would be liberated soon after a black king was crowned in Africa. Uh, Celesi um, was crowned in 1930 and four Jamaican ministers independently declared the emperor their savior. Um, so it really does root back. Like you can't find Rastafarianism before that. This is these. No. This is where we're looking at its roots. And so, uh, yeah, that idea that a lot of its core homardiology is rooted in racial ideas, ideology, mm -hmm. and 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 like you noted, more of a corporate view. Again, mm -hmm. it's seeing groups of people in their color. Uh, so those are intertwined. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I guess it would, it, it's sort of almost a sort of a Marxist, once again, a Marxist sort of ideology of, of separating people up into, into groups and, and un, under that, be able to sort of define generalities towards those, those groups. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I did, I did come across to, uh, a bit, I'm not sure which, whose book it was from, saying that they, in, they do highlight individual sin, but mm. the clear emphasis on all, all of what they do is corporate. Yeah, um, yeah. And there I, are I very was... small streams that are closer to Christian views, even when it comes to Christ. They don't honor Celeste in the same way as most of the Rastafarians. So they're mm. almost like a it's, I'm guessing it's a very small group of people who claim to be Rastafarian who, who would actually not have is would that would locate sin within the subject as as a transgressor before God in an, in an individual way that that would be a very very small group within Rastafarian thought. Yeah. Cool. Awesome, guys. We're just about done with our time here. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Once again, um, with this, we're we're just. Um, I, I feel like we've barely scratched the surface surface on homarchology. Like we didn't get into um, what their their full view of personal sin and all that sort of stuff. But um, we're gonna try to put together a book on the Rastafarian, like we like we did with the the Scientology, and try to get that out to you guys and, and sort of flesh some of these some of these ideas out a little bit more. Cool. Do you? Do you, Ethan? Do you have a bit on on the individual side of it? Um, no, ready, I, 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 would, I just started researching okay. it, and okay. great. It, um, well, yeah, 
I ran out of time. We, we can, can come play. back to this. I don't think there is much, but and I don't think there is. Okay. I, I yeah. mean, maybe what, what you said might there, be it. Yeah. Yeah. What you said As might I say, be it. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure we can we could also come back to your your points in our next session for our viewers and for our, for me as well and Jake because I'm interested in any individualistic view of sin they have. Yeah. Cool. Awesome guys. Well, thank you for joining us on X Garage Day. We enjoyed uh, your company virtually. Uh, I guess in the future tense would be more appropriate. We will enjoy <laughs> your company while we're not actually there, but you know, because it's a video and we're doing this beforehand. But anyway, that was confusing. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us on X Garage. X Garage. Yeah. Yeah.